one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Would you be the jerk for telling your stepmom that she's pathetic? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for fat shaming my roommate because she wouldn't stop talking about how fat America is? I, 25-year-old female, am an American who's been living in London for about six months now. My roommate B has been nice for the most part, and I've even come to enjoy her company. My only issue is that she is always taking jabs at America. To clarify, I don't think America is above criticism, and I have no problem shooting crap from time to time. When I first met her, I would laugh along and didn't feel any type of way about it. However, it's become too frequent, and as time has gone on, I've started to notice an obnoxious air of superiority every time she does this, which really makes me feel like it's not all in good fun anymore. She'll even refuse to believe me if I correct her when she says something untrue, i.e. when she said, Americans are all so stupid because all of your tests are multiple choice, and I told her that wasn't true, She insisted the schools I went to must be different from most schools in America. I've tried to go along with it as I don't want to be an overly sensitive person, but it's starting to get on my nerves. All of my frustrations came to a head last night when she started talking about how disgusting it was that America is so fat, a topic I've heard her talk about many times. I was in a bad mood, I still tried my best to ignore her, but she just kept going. I've always had to bite my tongue when she talks about America's obesity epidemic because B is overweight herself. I finally snapped and stopped biting my tongue and said, don't you think this is a little ironic? She gave me a confused look and asked why she would think that, to which I replied, well, I'm an American and I'm a lot thinner than you. This conversation would make more sense if you were the thin one. She absolutely exploded and told me I had no right to make comments about her body. After that, she locked herself up in her room, and now she refuses to talk to me. I made some beef stew for dinner tonight as a peace offering, but she still won't acknowledge my presence. I do feel bad about hurting her feelings, but I also feel like she shouldn't dish it if she can't take it. I mean, isn't it a thing that just about every world that has reasonable access to food nowadays is facing some kind of obesity epidemic? I'm willing to bet the rates in Britain aren't that great either. America might be high up on the list, but yeah, you can't really use it to make yourself feel better or more proud of your country when you yourself are in the same situation that you're saying makes people lesser than you or your country. It's just pounding stereotypes for no reason but to, what, make her feel marginally better? Personally, I don't blame OP. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is... Am I the jerk for telling my boyfriend that if he doesn't come to my family's Christmas Eve, I won't go to his family's on Christmas? So the holiday season is upon us, and this all started on Thanksgiving Eve last week. I, 27-year-old female, overheard my boyfriend, 28-year-old male, of a little over a year telling one of his best friends that he would continue his tradition of going to her family's house for Christmas Eve dinner this year, and that I wouldn't be coming because it's the most important night for my family. My family does the Italian tradition of presents in the big meal, homemade manicottis, 
Christmas Eve, then we still celebrate on Christmas Day, just less and no presents. The plan last year was for us to see my family on Christmas Eve and his family on Christmas Day. However, plans changed when I found out my family got COVID, so we went to his mom's for her party and dinner Christmas Eve, and then celebrated with his family on Christmas Day. Went to his mom's house in the morning, stopped by my apartment for a couple of hours, then went to have dinner with his dad's family. It was obviously not a great Christmas for me, and I had to sit awkwardly during multiple sessions of present opening and traditions I wasn't a part of. They did their best to include me, but it was so last minute. I'm thankful I could be with them, but I missed my own family. I assumed that this year the plan would be similar to what we originally intended last year, but apparently he expects to not see my family, send me to my parents without him, while he has dinner with his friend's parents, and then for me to go all around to his family's events on Christmas Day. He offered to come earlier in the day on Christmas Eve, but we don't do anything until dinner and after. So I told him that if he doesn't come to my family's Christmas Eve, I'll stay with my family for Christmas Day too. I'm not ditching my family for his when he can't ditch his friend for mine. My plan would mean us spending more time with his family than mine, and I thought it was a good compromise. If we didn't live together, it wouldn't be such a big deal, but I think we're at a stage in our relationship where we should spend Christmas together. So does that ultimatum make me a jerk? Personally, I don't think this makes OP the jerk because it's unfair for him to pick his friend over his partner and then expect you to make sacrifices to accommodate for that. I mean, I'm just confused how it went from being a totally okay thing last year to all of a sudden being a necessity that they always go to their friend's house on Christmas Eve every time. This post clearly wasn't getting too into that side of things, but it feels like there's more than let's on here. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my girlfriend it's weird to do yoga naked when her family is here? My girlfriend, 23-year-old female, and I, 21-year-old male, have been dating for a few months. She shared her interest in naked yoga, which initially weirded me out, but I grew okay with it as I really liked her. During a few weeks of staying at her place, she did naked yoga every morning. I accepted it as her hobby. However, when her family visited frequently because of her family's health issues, she continued doing it in the living room or whenever she felt like it. Feeling uncomfortable, I spoke to her privately about it. I mentioned feeling uneasy when she did it around her family and how it felt a bit weird. She reacted upset, saying it was fine for them to see and calling me a jerk for judging her and her family like that. Now, she's been ignoring me for a few days and hasn't been doing yoga every morning. Am I the jerk? I feel bad about it and maybe I was a bit close-minded about the whole situation. Hopefully, I'll be able to apologize later. So, I think you're completely fine to have your opinion and to feel like it's weird, but I do know and have heard countless times that, depending on the family, there's different comfort levels with your body. Is OP coming at this from some weird insecurity that shouldn't be there because it's their family and it's not going to be any concern about them acting upon anything? Or is OP coming at this from a, well, if it was me and my family kind of thing that really shouldn't even apply here? I mean, personally, I would never even approach anything like that. And admittedly, it would make me feel pretty weirded out too, because, you know, yoga, this isn't just various degrees of clothing or no clothing around your family. I mean, you're really posing and going for it in yoga. I mean, more power to them if they're all comfortable with that. It's just a level of closeness with your family members I would never personally aspire to have. 
Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my wife's cousin she can't have it both ways? I want to get along with everyone, but my wife's extended family is full of some really bad people. They're perfectly nice to everyone to their faces, but no sense of morals. They're the kind of people that think scamming and stealing is a legitimate way to get ahead in the world and an accomplishment. For example, one of my wife's uncles chose gaming over working during his marriage, and when his wife divorced him for cheating on her, he won alimony and half of her money, which totaled over 500000 After he got it, he bragged and everyone congratulated him on becoming financially stable. Those kinds of people. Of course, my wife loves her family, so we see them frequently. I'm trying to raise my kids to have some actual morals, so I try to counteract the lessons they're learning from that side whenever I see it. The big news at Thanksgiving was that one of my wife's cousins, Tia, and her husband just became homeowners for the first time this year. She and her husband are young, so there were questions, and the story was recounted. Well, her husband's grandma died. She'd left the house to her kids to split, but her lawyer father-in-law figured out a loophole to take the entire house for just his son, and had him jump on it before the rest of the family even had a chance to know about it. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Wanted to help out his son, so we paid the entire cost to make it happen as a wedding gift. And to be able to screw over his ex-wife and her siblings, no doubt. Per usual, everyone was congratulating them. I tried to have a side conversation with my kids to make sure they knew that they really stole the house and that that wasn't right. It was overheard and started a whole thing about how it wasn't Tia's fault and what did I expect her to do? I'm willing to give that it's a little bit of an exception because while it was actively being done, she didn't even know anything about it because she was in the psych ward. 
but she does now, and she's certainly reaping the benefits. If something you not want to be complicit in happens, you have to do something to go against it. You don't get to go, it wasn't my fault and therefore I don't have any responsibility here, while you waltzed around your free house every day, still cuddling up to the person that stole it. Everyone accused me of bullying Tia when I know she's vulnerable and being too hard on her for just trying to be a good wife and survive when I know she's had a hard time and this is such a good break for her, so why can't I be happy for her? I wanted to keep the peace, so I said that we see things differently and I told my wife I was leaving and would pick her up when she was ready. After I left, Tia apparently had a panic attack and had to be calmed down. And now I'm enemy number one and they all want an apology. I don't want to give one because I'm not in the wrong. Is this really something I'm supposed to be okay with? I don't blame OP for what they did, but I do think they probably should have waited a little bit to tell their kids or try to teach their kids those morals. OP doing it literally in some side conversation during Thanksgiving when everybody's there? Not a very genius time to deliver that message out in the open. Have that talk on the car ride home. Our next story is, am I the jerk for saying, do these mashed potatoes go on the pie crust? My wife made a strawberry tart with leftover pie crust that we made together. She made a homemade custard to go with it. My wife and our kids were excited and enjoying the tart when I was finishing up with some work. I sat down to join them and said, do these mashed potatoes go on the pie crust? A stupid joke, I know, but the extra custard had the same look and consistency as mashed potatoes. And my kids seemed to like my silly sense of humor. After that, I mentioned that we needed to pay a certain bill that's due in four days and asked if there was rice in the custard. My wife got angry with me and started throwing insults at me and dragging up years old grievances, such as when I mentioned that deep fried food is unhealthy when she made fried chicken for dinner one night. My wife has remained angry the whole evening, saying that I poured water on their fun with the remarks I made. It was just a stupid joke based on an observation. I wasn't criticizing my wife's effort or the quality of the food. I wasn't trying to hurt her feelings, but she is upset. And she's also shocked that I can't understand why she's upset. So am I the jerk for saying, do these mashed potatoes go on the pie crust? I'm thinking the issue here is not necessarily this comment in itself, but that it's part of a long list of comments. Her airing her grievances kind of indicates to me that maybe when she puts in some effort to make something nice, it's just always some attempt to bring it down or do some zinger that doesn't really land that well anyways. I mean, maybe they were having a rough day and the lack of just appreciation for their attempt at making something nice combined with enough history that she can even air grievances like that put her over the top. This next story is, am I the jerk for crying when my family were laughing at me? My parents were having a party at our house and there were a bunch of people there. It was really loud and I, 15 year old male, don't like loud noises. Everything was just a lot and I wanted to go to my room, but my parents didn't let me. I was sat in the dining room in the corner. There's like a chair in the corner and then a big cabinet next to it. So if I sit in the corner, people from the side can't see me because that was the only room downstairs with the least amount of people. My sister, 18 year old female, came over to see me and started talking to me. She told me to get up and join the party and stop being antisocial. A few family members came over because they hadn't seen me much and they asked if I was hiding from them. They told me to come party with them and they started asking me weird questions like if I have a girlfriend or if I have a crush on a girl. They started laughing at me and making jokes about me not having a girlfriend 
even though I don't want one because I think all of that romantic stuff is gross. I started crying because they were all laughing at me and everything was just really loud. They all walked away and my sister shouted at me because she said they were only joking. But I don't understand how it's a joke. I don't get most jokes though to be honest. My mom and dad said I made everyone uncomfortable and I'm too sensitive and my sister said I'm a jerk because they were only joking and that I should grow up. Thanks for all the replies. I don't think OP's the jerk here. I mean, it's pretty clear they didn't want to be a part of this anyways, and they were kind of dragged out there to be this spectacle for everybody's entertainment. I mean, that's at least how it feels. I think it's also obvious that a lot of people are probably going to identify that it seems like there might be something more going on at hand here. It's almost like it's full of buzzwords where they didn't really get the social cues, they didn't understand the jokes, everything seemed too loud. It just disappoints me because your family in general should be trying to support you and make you feel comfortable not really make you the center of even lighthearted jabs that make somebody who's not outgoing really uncomfortable. Our next story is, am I the jerk for saying that I would leave my cousin's birthday party if I have to give up my seat to an older guest? For context, I, 21-year-old male, was just invited tonight to a cousin's, 56-year-old female, birthday party to take place in a restaurant at my city. She's actually my mom's cousin, and that's why she's that much older. I wasn't originally invited because of the size of the venue, but the location changed and now I am invited to go. It's important to notice that my cousin has this conception of kids to anyone who is younger than 30 years old approximately, so I would be considered a kid on her party even though I do drink, dance, and share with others that are not actually my age but family still. Now, I was invited to go to the party, but, as my mom said, there is a little condition in case I go. It would be that if any other guest who is older than me comes and does not have a seat, I must give them my seat at the table and spend the night standing. It is important to notice that the party includes dinner, so I would have to most likely stand while everyone is eating and chatting. The reason for Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. This whole issue is that my cousin only booked for 50 seats, but will have more than 50 guests. And me, being a last-time guest, would have to be under those conditions. The first thing I told my mom when she told me that was that I wasn't going, but she might need some help to keep an eye on my dad for some out-of-context circumstances related to medical issues that doesn't allow him to fluently communicate. After listening to that, I said that I would think about going, but that if I had to spend the night standing because of someone else wanting my seat... I would be leaving in the spot, calling a taxi, and going back home without saying a word to anyone. My mom said that it would be rude to do it and disrespectful and in case I'm thinking on doing that, I shouldn't go. My question is, would I be the jerk if I did that or should I simply not go? Personally, I think if there's 50 seats at a party and you're clearly in the extra beyond 50 that most likely will not be getting a seat 
and that is a deal breaker for you, probably should just not go and make it easier on everybody else to know and expect that. You're supposed to be a guest that's accounted for, and when you're going there expecting a dinner party, you're not wanting standing only at the back of the room concert tickets instead. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to kick my friend out so my sister-in-law can rent my house? So me, 34-year-old male, and my wife, 34-year-old female, moved to a different city last year and left the house I inherited from my parents, since we moved to a smaller apartment. The change was work-related. We had to leave a lot of stuff. When we left, we decided to rent the house to my wife's younger sister, sister sister-in-law one, so she could see what it's like to live on her own. So the rent she paid wasn't much, just symbolic. In exchange, we would stay in the house when we visited and she would look over the stuff we left behind. Seven months later, she decided to return to her parents' home. No big deal. At the time, a friend of mine was going through a very rough patch. So I offered my house, with the same conditions I gave sister-in-law one, and he accepted immediately. Fast forward nine months and my wife's older sister, sister sister-in-law too, decides she's leaving her husband and going back to her parents with her son and dog, and my wife wants to offer her our house my friend is renting. When I said I wanted to help, I even offered to chip in to rent her own place, but I can't just simply kick out someone who hasn't done anything wrong. My wife got mad and said that her family is above any friend. So, am I the jerk for refusing to kick out a perfectly good tenant to give my house to a sister-in-law who, as far as I know, won't even pay? OP's definitely not the jerk there. It is so unfair to pull that stunt on a person who did nothing wrong and is being a good tenant. Plus, even without like some formal contract agreement, I'm not sure you're going to end up really having the legal right to do that. I mean, not that necessarily it would go that far, but I suppose that depends on where you live. This next story is, would I be the jerk if I let my ex-husband forget our daughter's upcoming ballet recital? Background, my ex-husband and I co-parent our two kids, 11 and 9. I put co-parent in quotations because I handle the kids 99% of the time. They live with me and I pay for all the expenses. Each kid visits their dad for two and a half hours a week. This was his choice as he is busy running his restaurant. This has been the past six years, so the kids have come to accept all of this as mostly normal. Our daughter, age nine, is dancing in the Nutcracker. Opening night was Thursday and I was in the front row. She also performs tonight and over the weekend and has been very excited about this for some time. She's talked with her dad about this over the weeks and she's expecting him to be at one of her shows. On Monday of this week, I texted her dad to remind him of the performance, provided him the details of time and place, and asked if he would make it. He responded that he would get back to me. Since then, there has been no response. So, internet strangers, it is now Friday night and performances are tomorrow and the following day. Would I be the jerk if I do not follow up with him, let him forget, and my daughter is let down or disappointed? Edit... When I posted this, I think I was looking for confirmation that I would not be the jerk if I just let it ride without an additional follow-up so that when my daughter was sad and disappointed, I wouldn't have to feel it was my fault. But a number of posts here made a good point that my daughter is worth the minimal, physical effort of sending an additional text. So I sent it, and following the good advice here, I let him know that in the future I will let him know the dates and times of important events but I won't be following up multiple times to confirm his attendance plans. The resolution? 
He responded immediately, Hey, I was just going to text you, and told me he won't be making it. I think it's better to know than wait, hope, or anticipate his non-appearance. I let him know that he can phone our daughter in the morning to give her the news himself. Even though I think he is definitely the jerk, I am glad I took the advice here and sent the follow-up. Yeah, even if OP didn't send the follow-up, I don't think they would be the jerk. I do agree though that it would ultimately be for the best to just suck it up and remind them for the sake of the kid. Although there's a lot of frustration behind it, it really does kind of fall under the like 5 minute rule, where if you're walking around or you remember something and you have free time and it takes less than 5 minutes, just do it, get it done with, and usually you appreciate yourself more for having done so. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not wanting my in-laws to hold my newborn because they were in sweaty gym clothes? My in-laws came straight from the gym to see my two-week-old newborn, and after they left, I mentioned to my husband that I didn't like them holding our baby while in gym clothes, but I didn't know how to tell them delicately. Today, they came over once again in sweaty clothes straight from the gym, and my husband asked that they change so we can prevent our baby from getting sick. My mother-in-law said that it was ignorant on my part to think she would get sick and that she felt uncomfortable with those kinds of restrictions I've given them. I'm having a hard time letting go of this interaction. On one hand, I understand that it may seem like an exaggeration to other people, but regarding my daughter, I feel whatever I ask of them should be respected. I definitely don't think OP's the jerk here. I think, in general, your kid or not, you don't really want to be around somebody that's super sweaty and just got back from the gym. Unless, like, it's your partner and you're kind of expecting it. I mean, you want to come over for any kind of social event? I get it. Hey, you're coming over and you're stinky and smelly sweaty from the gym? Bring a change of clothes and I'll even let you shower. But you're definitely kind of the jerk if you're expecting to show up and socialize while you're still ripe from the gym. Let alone trying to hold someone's child. Our next story is, am I the jerk for wanting to tell my sister-in-law I don't want to watch her kid anymore? I, female, 28, and with my fiancé, male, 28, and together we have an almost two-year-old. When my sister-in-law, 32, had her child, I offered to watch her child while she got back into work, because I understand it's hard leaving your small baby in a daycare. This was never intended to be long-term, but a nice gesture for myself as I don't charge her. However, I am now pregnant again with my second child. I'm three months pregnant and struggling with emotions and morning sickness. I can barely be present for my two-year-old, nonetheless watch my child and along with her almost one-year-old. Her child cries a lot due to teething and I'm not sure how to soothe her as she doesn't nap well and is a generally fussy baby compared to my child. I'm at my wit's end and have cried to my fiancé multiple times about how emotionally draining it is to watch both. I mentioned to my sister-in-law that they need to find childcare, as well as my fiancé, and he said that my sister-in-law asked to bear with them while they find a place, but mentioned she thinks she may have found a place. That was a month ago. So now I'm growing impatient and annoyed, as I feel as though I'm struggling mentally and nobody seems to care, even though I've made it apparent and how much of a burden it is for me. If that was my child, I would have found a place within a week or two. However, I'm at a loss of how to bring it up again without appearing rude, and my fiancé says to be patient as he's sure it's almost done, but I argue how he would know that when there seems to be no end date in sight. If I bring it up again, am I the jerk? Should I wait another month? Help. At some point, I think OP needs to set a deadline themselves. It just becomes unreasonable when it seems like there's no urgency. 
I don't blame OP if they just wanted to go straight cold turkey and say, I'm sorry, I gave you enough time to figure something out for your kid, I just can't do it anymore. This next story is, am I the jerk for painting a curse word on the wall of my friend's new house? My friend and his wife just bought their first home. It's a fixer-upper and I've been helping them out with the fixing. My father was a handyman and contractor, so I have a lot of skills and experience with doing maintenance, repairs, and upgrades on a house. I also have pretty much all the tools I need to do most of the work. This last weekend, I was helping paint the dining room. I had everything set up the way I wanted and I was ready to go. For some freaking reason, his wife decides to let their dogs into the room I'm painting. One of them steps in the roller tray and then jumps up on me. His wife laughed it off like it wasn't a big deal that I had paw prints on me. I also had to throw out that primer because it now had mud in it. I had told them both to let me do the work in peace. After I prepared a new tray of paint, I wrote the word FREAK in huge letters on the wall. IN PRIMER. For those of you who may not know, primer is the coat of paint that you put down before the actual paint. For lack of a better word, it sticks to the wall better and when it dries, it creates a better surface for the paint to stick to. His wife saw it and freaked. She said I was drawing profanity in her house. I told her it was primer and to stay out of my way. I then finished the job and went home. My friend called me and said that I'd really upset his wife with my childishness and that she would not let me back until I apologized. I asked him what I was apologizing for. He said that I wrote a curse word on his wall. I asked him to provide a picture. He said he couldn't since I'd painted over it. I asked what the problem was since the word wasn't there anymore. He said that I needed to apologize. I said that him wanting me to apologize was in no way the same as me needing to apologize. He said that I could not come back until I did. No problem for me. I was helping him for free on my weeks off from work. He called me two days later and asked if I was coming to finish painting since I would be away at work for three weeks. I said I wasn't ready to apologize yet and maybe I would when I got back. I probably won't. Now she's telling everyone that I'm a crappy person for leaving a job half finished. I tell everyone who asks that I was working for free and that they told me to not come back. Now there's a big fight in our friend group between the people who think I should keep the peace and those who think she's being an entitled whiner. No one else is volunteering to help at their house and now either they have to half butt the job or pay someone. I'm getting heck for that too. Am I the jerk? Was what OP did necessary? No. Did it hurt anybody and is it still there or even remotely identifiable? No. It was essentially OP's harmless way of getting their frustrations out and you know what they did instead of apologizing? They did free painting on their walls for them. The friends need to get over it and I don't think OP's the jerk. Shoot, just in the spirit of having fun, I think sometimes you draw things that are even more inappropriate than freak on the wall and then, you know, you paint over it, you cover it up. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my stepmom she's pathetic and doesn't get to boss my mom around? My parents divorced when I, 15-year-old male, was 5 and my sister was 3. For a while, during and post-divorce, my dad was trying really hard to win my mom back. I remember he would use my sister's and my upset about the divorce. For me, it was hard to go from our big family being together to two separate homes and families. For my sister, the upheaval was hard for her. She really couldn't get used to bouncing from home to home. Throughout all of that, mom did her best to shield us, and even though she must have hated my dad's guts for all the stunts he pulled, she kept some photos of him and our family from before up in the house. 
My sister and I felt reassured seeing them. Even though she didn't remember those times, I think it made her feel a little more okay with how confusing it was, and dad only made it worse. Dad gave up on them getting back together eventually, and he insisted that everything we had at his house be from him, and not mom, and we could not have photos of mom in the home. I was eight when he met my stepmom. I'm not sure how soon she found out that mom still had photos up of before, but it became a huge deal for her, and she told my mom she was not allowed photos of her man in mom's house. My mom remarried when I was 10. We have a few photos of my stepdad's ex-wife at home, and some from when he was married to her and my step-siblings were young. This is especially important to them because their mom is terminally ill with a condition that made her unable to take care of them. I think it's something to do with her brain. There are still photos of dad at mom's too. I'm less into it now that I feel worse about what dad did, but my sister still feels comforted by them, and mom always says that he still is our dad slash our family, and she wants it to be as much our home as it is everyone else's who lives there. The wall where these photos are is where mom takes a lot of our back-to-school photos. My stepmom found out they were still up and went nuts on my mom a few months ago. She told mom she had to do what she says, etc. It was insane. My mom told her to mind her business, and if she stays out of her home, she doesn't have to see or worry about them. My stepmom went on a rant about mom a few days ago, and she was like, how dare your mom not do what I tell her and take the photos of my husband down. I told my stepmom she's pathetic for being so bothered that mom was a good enough mom to accept photos of our dad for our sake, and that she doesn't get to boss my mom around. I also told her to leave my mom alone, because none of this had anything to do with her. She told me I did not get to speak to her that way. I told her if she thinks she's earning my respect with her crap, then she's even more pathetic than I thought. It's been a rough few days. My dad and stepmom both say I was beyond disrespectful. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk, and frankly I think it's sad to see that this is going to be a hill that they die on. If they want this to be the thing that fractures their relationship with OP forever because they're too petty to get over the fact that they like an old family photo on the wall, well then I think that's just darn sad and emblematic of who they are. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy am I the jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.